Hey, what's going on, everybody? The Fish Tank Guy here, and welcome to the Fish Tank Guy podcast. The podcast that you thought no longer existed because I haven't done it since September of last year. So, hey, I'm still here uh, for the you know five or six people who listen to the podcast. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. So, yeah, the last time I did a podcast was September 5th of 2018, and it is April 4th of 2019. That is fairly embarrassing. I'm sorry. Um, but to be honest with you guys, I've just had a lot going on. I haven't really updated my YouTube channel very much. I've been focusing on other things. I've gotten into gaming a lot more lately, so my free time has been consumed with that. But I'm looking to get back into the hobby, get back into podcasting. Um, I checked my numbers of listens on YouTube and on Podbean, you know, where my podcast is hosted, and the numbers are actually pretty good. You know, I. I uh, essentially between both services I get 300 to 400 listens which I think is really awesome. Now I don't know if people are listening for 5 minutes or they're listening to the whole, you know, uh quote unquote half an hour of me blabbering on. Um but you know, however long you guys listen to the podcast, I really appreciate your support and um I hope to get back to a more regularly you know recorded podcasting schedule. I'll put it that way. So the other thing you'll notice about this week is that I'm not doing a video component. I think the other issue is that when I started to incorporate a video component, it just became uh, a little burdensome. Um, There was a lot more preparation. Um, There was a lot more uh, coordination of technology that I needed to do on my end that I'm getting better at, but I, I still have to prepare a lot more. So on top of the fact that I don't have a ton of extra time to record these things you have to keep in mind that I've got uh, two kids in my house and my wife of course so essentially if I try to re- record a podcast while everybody else is home I will be interrupted a million times so like my opportunity of actually recording is is fairly you know small that window of opportunity so for now I'm just going to go back to the audio format if there is a strong demand for a video component I'll definitely do that for you guys um, but I, you know, I think I'd rather get back to doing it more often and, uh, just be audio than doing it every few months and in- include a video as well. Uh, so I'm sorry to disappoint some of you, but, uh, we're just going to move forward and see how we go, uh, you know, see how it goes. So uh, I'm going to try to keep it to a half an hour. Um, that's the ongoing joke is that I never keep it to a half an hour. Um, but I'm going to really do my best. I don't have a lot to talk about in terms of non-fish related stuff so hopefully that part won't be as long and then my fish topic of the week which is using salt in a freshwater aquarium should not be that long of a topic either so i'm going to try to keep it under half an hour so um in terms of life updates you know things are going pretty well it uh like i said it's april um there's march madness going on um don't care about it at all Um, Unfortunately, I haven't been watching a lot of NBA this year either. I've caught a few games that have been interesting. Um, You know, ultimately, I just want somebody to beat the Warriors. I don't really care about the season all that much because the the way that basketball is played now is a lot different than it was when I was younger. And it's just not as enjoyable to me. Like, I hope that they can do something to adjust the game a little bit, uh, you know, balance the league a little bit more. But... um, you know, I just haven't been watching all that much. I haven't been pulled in and drawn into it as, as, as much as before. Um, in the same line of basketball, I did coaching again this year. And even though when I started the season, I thought I had a pretty rough team, 
my team ended up being really awesome. And this year it was sixth and seventh graders. And we ended up winning every game this season except one. So we went nine and one. And the cool thing is the one loss that we had came to the other undefeated team, right? They beat us. And I think they beat us by about 10. But then we played them again the last game of the season and we won. So that was awesome for us. Really happy for them. I mean, they had won every game all year. They had already beaten us. They went into the last game probably feeling sky high. Like, yeah, we're going to go undefeated, boys. Let's go get them, right? And we came out there. We just crushed. We crushed their dreams. We smashed their dreams into pieces. But because there's no championship trophies or playoffs or anything, nobody really cares anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is now. Like, the league that... The league that I taught in or uh, coached in, they didn't have playoffs. They didn't have championships, which I don't really get. But God forbid, you know, at least they kept score. I've heard that in some places they don't even keep score, which is why. Why bother? Um, I mean, I know you don't want people's feelings hurt and whatnot, but, like, having your feelings hurt and losing and uh, and winning, the the joys of winning and the lows of losing help you to become a better player, a better person. They, they push you to, to work harder. Whereas like if there's no goal, there's no competition, there's no, there's nothing to strive for. It's like, you don't have any motivation. You know, there's nothing behind it. To, you know, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe I'm old school, but, uh, you know, this 33 year old man, yeah, has got, uh, he's got a lot of years under his belt. <laughs> oh, Judas. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, other than that, um, things have been on going pretty good lately on a more on a more somber note. Um, not to not to bring the podcast down at all, but um, unfortunately, my grandfather passed away a couple weeks ago. He was 95 um, and he was he was a really great guy. He was a really great guy. Um, and I even though I was really sad, um, you know, I felt really blessed that I was able to have him for as long as I did 95 years, for, especially for a guy is a long time um so yeah you know just remember to you know in your daily life if you got somebody that you care about who's getting up there in age you know go see them and visit them and you know take them lunch every now and then that's what we used to do and i have a lot of good memories of that so even though it's like a sad sad part of my life sad sad time in my life it you know it, it ultimately came from a lot of happiness and a lot of good things so uh, I'm sure there are people listening there who have lost somebody who's important to them, and you know I feel for you. And for those of you who may have not gone through that yet, um, like I said, just just remember to keep those of uh, who are important to you close to you, and you know go visit them and spend time with the people you care about, right? So, all right, um, moving on from the sadness, let's talk about summer. Summer's coming up. That's exciting. Uh, the, the weird thing about living in Erie is that the summer is like an event, right? It's like an event because we have months and months of cold weather. And there is almost like this expectation that when summer's here, you need to go do something. It's like get outside and do something. Uh, go, go, go to an event. Go to uh, you know a baseball game. Don't do something outside because you don't want to waste it because the time is precious. So there's like this like pressure associated with summer. Um but the summers in Erie are really great. I know a lot of people like down south and out west, they hate summer because it's super hot. But here in Erie, we have really nice, it's like in between 80 and 90. I would say in general, that's kind of where the temperature lands, which is awesome. Um, 
but yeah, summer's coming up, so I'm excited about that. I'm hopefully going to get more time to do fish tank stuff. I got the basketball hoop up last at the end of last summer. I think I talked about that on a podcast. Um, so I'm looking forward to actually using it this summer. I'm excited about that. So that'll be fun. And, you know, I can't wait to go outside and do all the landscaping and rebark the the front of the house and, you know, rototill and power wash and replace the pool liner because I drained it too much in the in the uh, in the fall. You know, all the great things that that summer brings as an adult. They're just amazing. Right. Any any adults listening, you you probably feel the pain that I feel when when your kids are like not taking full advantage of the summer. They're just saying, there's nothing to do. And just, um, I'm just I, there's nothing to do. I just oh my gosh, it drives me crazy. I just I can't even right. Um, I'm sure you guys agree. Uh, other news: been playing the Powerball lately. So uh, we're trying to play the Powerball to, to win the Powerball, which is, well, what everybody does. And, you know, the jackpot was up to like $500 million, uh, which is really high. I think the chances of winning are like 1 in $300 million, which is, uh, you know, really, really terrible. So right now that's our retirement plan. I, um, I don't know what you guys are doing, but you might be saving money or – putting in a 401k or setting up a mutual fund or something, but you should really just play the Powerball. You win a lot more money if you when you win the Powerball. Um, so we're doing that. We haven't won yet, but uh, you figure lightning's got to strike uh, once. I think you even have a way better chance of getting uh, hit by lightning than you do win the Powerball. But anyway, um, so let's see what's going on. Um, okay, we're gonna go into gaming a little bit. Then we're gonna go into five movie reviews in five minutes or less, and then we'll go into the fish tank topic of the week and the fish of the week. Uh, the other cool thing is that I'm going to have—I don't know where I'm posting it yet. Um, maybe check out my YouTube channel um, or the description in Podbean. Will probably say I'm going to keep an Excel spreadsheet of a list of all the episodes the fish tank topic in each of the episodes the fish of the week in each of the episodes and the movie reviews that i did so you guys can go back and reference them or if you're just now listening to the podcast for the first time that's awesome of you thank you so much for finding me and looking me up um you can look back at some of the old episodes and see if there might be anything you're interested in listening to so um anyway gaming I've been trying to add some variety to my gaming lately. I've been playing mostly multiplayer games for the last year. It's been mostly consumed by Fortnite. I know I'm a 12-year-old boy. I can't help it. Um, But Fortnite is actually really fun. Um, And for somebody who's played games as long as I have had, which is almost, well, I'd say it's more than 25 years at this point, the reason that I like Fortnite so much is that the building component brought such a different aspect to gameplay something that was so entirely different than something that i had played in the last 20 years of gaming that's why i like it right um but yeah so i'm trying to move away from fortnite a little bit i still do that um when my buddies are online and we play multiplayer um and i do enjoy that still but this year is going to be the year that i 
finish a lot of single player games. I have made the commitment to myself and I'm going full full bore full steam ahead. So right now I uh, actually yesterday I finished Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Uh, I, I 100% of the game. I unlocked hard mode, which I'm not going to bother with because the game is freaking hard already. Um, but that game is amazing. Donkey Kong, uh, Country, Tropical Freeze. It's on the Nintendo Switch or the Wii U, if you have one of those. Um, but I have it on the Switch. It's great. Um, I also just picked up uh, Sekiro or Sekiro. I don't know how you say it. Shadows Die Twice for the Xbox One. It is my first From Software game. I never played any of the Dark Souls uh, games or Bloodborne or anything like that. It's really difficult. It's kicking my butt, but I think it's uh, a really cool game. And I'm enjoying it so far. And actually, I am also playing Halo 1. Uh, I have the Halo Master Chief Collection, which I honestly didn't touch for the, probably the last two years. And the other night when I was I was gaming and none of my buddies were online, I was like, what's a, you know another game that I could play solo, single player? And I realized like I have never played Halo 1 or Halo 2, like the campaign. And they're, con- they're considered to be classic games, I think. So I was like, you know what? I should play Halo 1. So, oh my gosh. (laughs) Sorry. I should play Halo 1. So I'm playing through Halo 1. To be honest with you, the campaign doesn't hold up very good. Like, it's the remastered uh, version, so the graphics are fine. The controls are fine, but, like, the level design and just the funness of it is bad. It's not not very good. I'm not a big fan of it, but I'm going to finish it. I'm then going to do Halo 2. Um, I also got Resident Evil 2, the new, uh, you know, remake uh, of Resident Evil 2, which I played a little bit, and it's really scary. So, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm playing games at night and it's dark outside, I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll hold off on that until later. So hopefully I get to that. Uh, I also want to beat Bioshock Infinite this year. Um, there, there are a bunch of other single-player games that I want to finish. So I'm looking forward to gaming in 2019. If any of you guys are gamers out there, you know, maybe leave a comment or let me know what you're playing or what you think of any of the games that I'm playing. I love talking gaming, um, if anybody's up for that. All right, now, so let's get into the five uh, movie reviews in five minutes or less. I'm already at 14 minutes, so, okay, I got to I gotta keep it moving here. I'm going to move kind of quickly through these. Um, the first one uh, that I'm going to do is Venom. A lot of people didn't really like this movie. They thought it was cheesy. I, I don't know. I thought it was good. Um, I like Tom Hardy. Um, as Eddie Brock, I thought the action was pretty good. Some of the CGI could use a little work. But overall, like, if you don't take it seriously, I was really entertained by Venom. I gave it an A-. minus. A lot of people hated it. You might think I'm a moron for giving it an A-, minus, but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the next movie was Widows. Um, it had Liam Neeson in it, and then it had... Oh, man, I don't have the IMDb page up. It had um, a, a bunch of female leads and it was essentially these women who were dating or married to men that were involved in crime and their husbands this is not a spoiler because it's the very beginning of the movie their husbands pass away um in a crime related accident and essentially these women are left with their debts that they were not able to service so these women take it upon themselves to handle these other criminal people and it's as you can imagine it's pretty crazy because they've kind of really never delved into that world before but it was really interesting i thought it was good um it could have been a little bit better 
I don't I can't really put my finger on it. Um, but maybe they could have fleshed out the story a little bit more. I don't know. But I gave it a B plus. I thought it was really good. It was definitely worth watching. So you should check out Widows. Um, next movie is Instant Family. This stars Mark Wahlberg and I think her name is Rose something. Um, it's basically about a couple who they don't really want to ever have kids, but then you know as they get older they start really thinking about it and second guessing their decision, and they end up adopting a family of three. So they adopt three kids. So they go from just wanting one kid to getting three, and I thought it was really good. I thought it was funny. I've obviously never adopted a child, but I know people who have, and a lot of the conversations that were funny, right, but a lot of the conversations and situations in the movie, they they really kind of rang true to what I've heard a lot of people go through. Like, there's this one scene where the two parents are sitting on the bed, just like, they're, they're talking about how terrible their day was, and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I hate him so much, I can't believe he'd do that, it's so stupid, why is he being such a jerk, right, except, they, you know, they're using, you know, more colorful language, but, like, in, a, in like, a sentence later, they're like, oh, but I love him so much, you know, oh, you know, what are we gonna do without them, and I think it's just, like, it was a really, really good movie, and I thought it was a really realistic view of what adoption and, like, fostering kids is like so i i definitely i enjoyed it it was way better than i thought it was going to be i gave it a b plus so these are all good movies this week um the next one is the mule that is a clint eastwood movie about a really you know an older man clint eastwood who he feels like most of his life he uh you know focused on his work and now that he's older he realized that he kind of missed you know his family and some of the more important things in life and in an effort to kind of win back his you know relationship with his family he tries to provide them with monetary things and he does that be, by becoming a drug mule for the mexican cartel it's based on a true story which i actually looked up and it was very interesting reading about um and the movie was really good clint eastwood is a great actor still um very convincing in his role uh just the dialogue there are a lot of funny parts in it uh there are a lot of tense filled parts in it uh it kind of had like a I would say it was like an anticlimactic conclusion, but I thought it was a really good movie. Um, so I gave it an A-, The Mule. You should definitely check out The Mule as well. Um, and last but certainly not least is the movie Us. You've probably been hearing about this a lot. Um, we didn't see it opening weekend because we couldn't make our schedules work, but we saw it last this past weekend, um, which was the second weekend it was open, and it was amazing. It was great. I, lo I love horror movies. I love movies that are smart i'll say that they're smart and i feel like us was smart it's one of those movies where um a lot of things have double meanings there are a lot of ways you can read into it or you know kind of theorize about it so we went and saw the movie and after we watched the movie we came home and we watched people talk about the movie for probably an hour to an hour and a half and it was super interesting and i love like i love a movie that makes you think like that and then it also like gets its hooks in you and you you walk out of the movie theater going oh man what do you think that meant and you know what do you think that was about uh, you definitely have to suspend your disbelief no but it's a movie right if if it was just like every other movie if it was realistic if it was 100% realistic it wouldn't be interesting right because people don't go to the movies to to watch a story about real life i mean we enjoy documentaries uh, about real life and that's fine but people go to the movies to be entertained and see something different so us 
awesome. I gave it an A. So if you like horror movies, if you like thinking man's movies, smart movies, um, go see us. Acting was great. Uh, horror was great. Story was great. Really enjoyed it. A. Check it out. All right. <clears throat> so now, now that my freaking voice is almost gone there. All right. We're going to do the fish tank topic of the week, which is using salt in a freshwater aquarium. Okay. So due to the, due to the magic of, you know, computers and whatnot, I just took a little break. Um, went upstairs and got something to drink, but uh, it was an instant break for you guys. All right, so anyway, the fish tank topic of the week is using salt in a freshwater aquarium. So, you know, basically I'm just going to talk to you guys about why you would do this, if you should do it, and I'm going to obviously get some um, other opinions from forums. I love delving into the forums. So, okay, the first uh, website I used here is the Spruce. I've used them numerous times before. The um, the article is just called Using Salt in a Freshwater Aquarium. All right, so. All right, next time your fish is sick, the remedy might not be farther away than your kitchen table. Not true. You're not supposed to use table salt, okay? Don't do that. All right, so uh, they've kind of got their article broken down. When to use salt. Nitrite poisoning. The addition of one half ounce of salt per gallon of water is beneficial in the prevention of nitrate poisoning in a newly set up tank. Keep in mind that scaleless fish cannot tolerate much, if any, salt. Parasites, many parasites can effectively be treated with the use of salt. Um, when not to use salt, live plants. If you have live plants in your aquarium, avoid using salt. And also if you have scaleless fish, as they previous, previously mentioned. Um, they then say, contrary to popular view, it is not advisable to add salt to your aquarium on an ongoing basis unless the fish require brackish water conditions. So that's going to be like uh, uh, cichlids, right, and whatnot. Okay, so type and quantity of salt. Common table salt is suitable. I, 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 don't, I already don't agree with this article, right, but I'm just going to keep going. However, it should be non-iodized and contain no additives. Rock or kosher salt are excellent choices as they are straight sodium chloride with nothing else added. Um, so then it says you can do a dip, you can do a, you can do a bath. Um, that's if your, your fish, individual fish are sick. Um, a dip, when treating parasites, a dip is a method of choice. Place four teaspoons of salt in a clean bucket, then slowly add one gallon of water from the aquarium swirling to dissolve the salt once the salt is completely dissolved place the fish in the bucket for five to thirty minutes observe the fish closely if any signs of distress are observed return the fish to the original aquarium immediately um, and then you have performing a bath a bath is ideal when treating an entire tank for prevention of nitrite poisoning or it's, they go between nitrite and nitrate in this article or for reduction of stress um so th uh, the spruce is not cutting it for me this time um, and I'll explain to you why, because I'll read this article about uh, table salt, okay? Because they said, oh, yeah, just use table salt. All right, so now I'm on um, petsonmom.me. Sounds like a weird website. All right, um, aquarium salt versus table salt. Okay, while it may seem a little counterintuitive to add salt to a freshwater fish tank, some aquarists believe that adding salt will benefit the fish. Not all experts believe salt in a freshwater tank is a good thing. Um, well, but most agree that if you do add salt, it should be the right kind of salt. Okay. Let me get to the point here. Um, 
Let's see. Okay, here we go. Table salt or sodium chloride usually contains iodide, potassium, and an agent to keep the salt from caking due to humidity. If you purchase non-iodized salt, you won't worry about the iodine, but the caking agent is dangerous to fish. Okay? That's what they say about table salt right off the get-go. So the spruce, when they were like, oh, yeah, go ahead, use table salt. Um, you know, I'm reading... Other articles that say do not use table salt. So we've already got some kind of differing opinions here. Uh, let's move to another article. Let's move to another article. Uh, this one is on Aqua World Aquarium, and the title is "Adding Salt to a Freshwater Aquarium: When and When Not to Add Salt." All right. The practice of adding salt to freshwater aquariums has been around as long. Uh, oh my goodness, has been, I can't read today, has been around almost as long as the hobby. There are several reasons why hobbyists add salt to the aquarium. Stress reduction, medicating, adding hardness, and for fish commonly found in brackish water. Well, it's the, that irrelevant. Brackish water, you know, has salt in it. You're supposed to. Uh, it has become a common practice for employees of big box stores to tell all of their freshwater customers to add a teaspoon of salt per 10 gallons. That's interesting. However, this is not a practice most advanced hobbyists partake in, nor recommend. Before you add salt to a freshwater aquarium, you should understand why you are doing so and any of the possible side effects. Um, okay, let's see. Freshwater fish are adapted to water with salt content that is very measured in parts per million versus seawater, which is measured in parts per thousand. Um... In many cases, fresh water has very low salt salt content in the you know in nature, and in some areas of the world, like tropical rainforests, it can be so minute it is undetectable. Um, let's see. The next thing says most freshwater plants do not tolerate much salt at all, so that's consistent with the previous article. And if you are trying to keep live plants, salt as a general rule should be avoided. Some species of fish from very soft water, such as the plecostomus suckermouth catfish do not tolerate much salt either. And the addition of salt with these fish should be avoided. So that's kind of like you've got your sensitive fish, you've got your scaleless fish, and you've got live plants. If you have any of those things, salt in your freshwater tank can actually cause more harm than good. Okay, so then they get to the next point here. Salt as a medicine. The most important use of salt is for medicating freshwater fish for some types of ectoparasites. Some of the common parasites that are known to be killed by salt are ick, costia, and anchorworms. To kill these parasites with salt, you need to add a lot of salt, about one and a half cups of salt per 10 gallons. Wow, to the aquarium, not just a teaspoon per 10 gallons. Uh, and then they go into some of the specifics. So uh, for you guys, when I had more freshwater tanks than saltwater tanks, I actually used salt on occasion. Um, one of the biggest snafus that I performed when I was first in the hobby is that I like to push the limits of how many fish I could put in my tank. So my freshwater tank was like a, I had a 20 gallon and I think I had like 13 or 14 fish in there. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, if I'm going to add this tank, you know, I want to be, I want there to be a lot of fish in there, man. Cause I want to, you know, I want to be entertained, entertain me fish, swim around, make me happy. Right. Um, but the issue was I was overcrowding the tank and I didn't do a good job of doing water changes on a weekly basis. So I would notice fish that would start to get things like ick. And then I would put salt in the water to help reduce their stress and eliminate some of the ick. Did it always work? No. Some of the fish died. 
Uh, but sometimes it did work. Um, and, you know, it helped the fish to not only survive, but they improved more quickly and they were less stressed. Uh, so, you know, sometimes it depends on what's going on in your tank, but they salt can be used for medicine. Now, the, the question is, should you have salt in your freshwater tank all of the time or just in specific situations, like when you need to medicate the tank? I am, well, let's, let's read the forums first before I give you guys my final opinion. All right, so we are on aquariumadvice.com. And the title of the forum topic is, Should I Add Salt to My Freshwater Aquarium? We're going to go over 30 minutes because that's how we do it here on the Fish Tank Guy podcast. So throw the 30-minute thing out the window. All right. Uh, cool Hand writes, After reading and debates on the net, I am trying to decide if I should add a little salt to my freshwater aquarium. If so, how much is recommend recommended? I have a meter to measure and keep track. What are your general thoughts on this? Okay. Bruins Bro. Bruins bro, 1997, which means he's 12 years older than me, which means he's 21. Yee. Salt isn't really needed. IMO, I would only use it purely for treating ick, but even that's running a little bit of risk as some fish are more sensitive to it than others. Um, also, if you have a planted tank, salt does some damage to plants. Okay. Now we've got MFD Rookie 516. Salt is only needed if treating for certain diseases or for emergency use in the event of high nitrite levels. Otherwise, it's useless. I e I've even read that using salt on a normal basis can lead to salt-resistant strains of ick and other diseases, requiring the use of meds to treat rather than just using salt to treat in those instances. Uh, library Girl says, I have a freshwater tank in a... She, she talks like this because she... Um, is in a library. I have a freshwater tank and I don't add salt and wouldn't unless I needed it to treat for an illness. Okay, that's what Library Girl says. Cool Hand replied. He said, no salt it is, winky face. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Um, Let's see. Fish Guy 2727 says, you don't need salt in a freshwater tank. And he's got salt and fresh capitalized. Unless you were trying to turn it into a salt capitalized water tank or brackish fresh water fish evolved in fresh water for millions of years their origins can't handle excessive salt levels all the time without long-term damage it is great to have on hand is it it is amazing on helping to to treat stress if adding salt produces a positive change in your fresh water tank something else is wrong and needs to be addressed um b bradbury has a wall of text didn't read um let's see fish guy i'm back to fish guy he's got another response here high quality food and water will prevent and treat 95 percent of the problems out there using salt is a band-aid that my may hide the symptoms instead of fixing the real problem long term uh quick cure is great medicine for treating ick but you shouldn't use it all the time i guess the science of fresh water is a little over some people's heads let's see Got one more page here. Um, and it only has one response, which is Fish Guy twenty seven twenty seven. Okay, so there was the forums. Thank you to the forums. Thank you to the people over there at AquariumAdvice.com there for having uh, people's opinions up there. So now, uh, guys and gals, my opinion on this is: don't put salt in your freshwater aquarium. Um, you should have some salt on hand, and you should have aquarium salt. And actually, when you go to a store like Petco or a local fish store, they will have salt that is meant for a freshwater tank. 
and um, you know you should only be using that salt if you're trying to treat something if you're trying to lower the stress of your fish due to an event if you are noticing some white spots on your fish you can use salt to treat that but I would not have salt in your water all the time the other issue is that um, you know as you put salt in uh, and your fish become accustomed to it but then you get more fish and newer fish in the future and you put them directly in that salt water um, you know <clears throat> they might just bite it I, I, who knows right so yeah I would I would avoid using salt in a freshwater aquarium but you can use it to treat diseases and illnesses different things like that okay so let's move on to our fish of the week ladies and gentlemen fish of the week this week's fish of the week is the Bangai Cardinal Fish. All right, the Bangai Cardinal Fish. I've got them up on uh, Live Aquaria here. And uh, I'm going to take you through some of the stats, the overview. And do we have comments? We have comments. We have comments, ladies and gentlemen. All right, quick stats. Easy, low, uh, easy care. Oh, my gosh. Care level, easy. Um, diet carnivore, carnivore. I'm, I'm losing. I'm fading fast. Uh, reef compatible. Yes. Max size three inches. Minimum tank size thirty gallons. No. I, I would say you could keep a pair of these in a ten gallon tank. If they start to get big, then you need to get a bigger tank. But you don't need a thirty gallon tank for these. That's for sure. All right. Now we're gonna read the overview. I'm gonna read the overview in um a pleasant manner. Okay. The, uh, the Cowderns Cardinal, also known as the Bangai Cardinal Fish or Longfin Cardinal Fish, is a very attractive fish with a simple yet sophisticated color scheme and marking. Its overall body coloration is a shimmering silver highlighted with pearly white spots. Bold black stripes along the body accentuate the long fins to elegant effect. Live Aquaria proudly offers captive bred cardinal fish bred and reared in Indonesia and Asia. I don't care. How's the Bangai Cardinal Fish in a well-filtered 30 or 10 or larger aquarium aquascaped with a generous amount of live rock? Carefully arrange the aquarium landscape to create plenty of caves, overhangs, and crevices, as well as an open area for swimming. Uh, you can also add a den, a flat-screen TV, and um, a beanbag chair for the Bangai Cardinal Fish's comfort level. How's the cardinal fish with peaceful tank mates as it is slow as it is as it is a slow and methodical swimmer due to its aggressive behavior towards con specifics. The Bangai cardinal fish should be kept individually or as a bonded pair. I'm gonna skip some. The cardinal fish is relatively easy to breed, and I don't care about that either. Uh, it should be fed a well-balanced diet of meaty foods such as feeder shrimp, marine flesh, blood worms, and depending on its size, live feeder fish. All right, there you have the Bangai Cardinal Fish. Let's look at the customer testimonials. Um, Sherry K there, Sherry's Berries from Hillsdale, Wyoming said, This is a nice, peaceful little fish. I have a pair, and I'm thinking of getting more. When I first added them to the tank, oh, I got to talk like Sherry. One wedged itself between the glass and the rock, and I had to free it, but it recovered. They get along very well with my clownfish and have not bothered my shrimp at all, I can tell. They eat mices and cyclops, but appreciate live brine shrimp as a treat. Mmm, wee. All right, Seth from Usipa, California says, These cardinals are extremely easy to acclimate, dude. He's in California, so he's a surfer. No one should have any problem caring for these little guys. 
All right, we've got Casey Guntersville from Gun- Guntersville, Alabama. Is his name the same as his city, or did he put that on accident, or is did he create the city? I don't know. Wonderful active fish. My rating straight out of the bag. That's how they talk in Alabama. Hour three and all made it, but two have paired up and left the third out of the group. But the third has plenty of room, so no fighting has happened. I highly recommend these for anyone with a fish tank there. And then we have, last but not least, Mary C. from Oakley, California. I have three of these little fish. It took a couple of weeks for all three to come out of hiding, but now they come to the front of the tank when I walk up. They are doing very well and are quite beautiful up close. Or close up, excuse me. All right, so there you have it. There's the Bangai Cardinal Fish, the freaking fish of the week there. Um, I've had a couple of them. They didn't make it, but they're really cool. And I got them early on in the hobby when I didn't know what I was doing. So it wasn't their fault. It was mine. So anyway, uh, hey, thank you guys for checking out the podcast. I look forward to uh, filming it or recording it or whatever I'm doing more often. I hope you guys keep tuning in. If you could uh, leave me some comments or give me some feedback, that'd be really awesome. Hey, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you have a great uh, month. I hope you have a great six months if you don't hear from me, but you will hear from me um, probably within the next few weeks. So, uh, yeah, man, keep on fishing on, and uh, thanks, guys. I will uh, talk to you soon. See you.